Sounds good. Well, today on WP Tonic, it's going to be episode 22, and we have Sean Locke. I hope I said that right. He's a Swiss citizen, but living in Bulgaria. And of course, we got Jonathan Dinwood, the magical WordPress genius. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You'd be very nice to me, Bill. Well, drive on. Jonathan, take it over. Let's, let's I'm, get I'm in this conversation. Stu- I'm just stunned at that, those nice remarks, Bill. I don't really well, know what to say. Well, before uh, I get, I know I messed my New Year's resolution is to be nice to Jonathan. So, Sean, that's so you know this. Let me, well, let that, me say, that, that's not going to last long, is it? Let me say one last thing. Just remember, <laughs> if you're listening on iTunes, you can tap your iPhone artwork and you'll have the link to the behind the scenes making of this podcast and be able to watch our pretty faces on Skype. You're determined to get viewers to do that, but you do realize you're the only person that actually knows how to do that. It's good technology. Just tap the artwork. This is good, Jonathan. Just tap the artwork, which is the WP Tonic. Just touch it with your finger, sort of push on it. That will pop up um, the show notes, and the first show note will be a link, which you just touch the link, and it'll pop right up to YouTube. Oh, I believe you, Bill. Many wouldn't. Well, well let's get, let's get <laughs> on to the business. I'm the only one that does that that I know of right yes, now. That's right. That's nice. I didn't know they could do that. Yeah, yeah it's magic. I figured it out. So he is great, but he is the only person that knows that, Shane, actually. So I'd like to introduce to our viewers, Shane, from um, Thrive Themes. He is um, a kind of guru of internet marketing. Uh, I've been following him for a number of years, and he's one of these people that speaks a lot of common sense in an area that there's a lot of people that don't speak a lot of common sense. Uh, um um, and he's one of these people that's actually built a business online. He doesn't talk about doing it, but doesn't do it himself. He's actually done it. So, and he's done it multiple times. So, welcome to WP Tonic, Shane. Thank you very much, Bill and Jonathan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this uh, interview. So um, the first question I'd like to put to you is that, you know, you've started multiple online businesses and you've been quite open about your failures and the things that you've learned on the way. Is there three major things in your process, in your business career online that you could um, give to our audience who are maybe running businesses online or thinking that you made that you think, if I hadn't done that, my progress would have been quicker? Uh, so like mistakes that I've made? Yeah, things that yeah, you yeah. Know, thinking about that, you know, if you hadn't done, your progress would have been quicker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that one of the original mistakes I made uh, is, I think, quite a common mistake for entrepreneurs, which is that originally I, I overrated the importance of ideas. So this is maybe ten years ago or so before I, you know, before I actually had a business of my own. But I was already thinking in kind of entrepreneurial terms, and I was, I was basically trying to come up with. Um, with a business idea that would be viable. So for me, it was, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur before I knew what I wanted to do really. And uh, I think there's, there's like the myth of the million dollar idea where, you know, if you just have the right idea, uh, you turn that into a business, it'll be successful. And I've completely, you know, my experience has taught me the complete opposite of that. Um, you don't need, you don't need a particularly good idea to, to create a viable business. Uh, you what what really matters is execution, right? So if you you know if you have a, and you can see this happening all the time, really, you know, basically whenever whenever any successful new product or new company pops up, there are 
always imitator companies, right? Um, so and this has always been true. I mean, you know, Ford built the first factory produced car, but now if you look around, <laughs> it's, it's not like Ford are the only ones who are, are doing that, right? This exact same model has been copied by many other companies and many of them are very successful. In, in fact, more successful than the original, right? And so, and this happens in all areas of business and certainly also happens online where you can see that, you know, someone can, can have with zero originality that you can just take something that already works for someone else. And if their execution is on point, they can not only turn that into a successful business, they can actually surpass all the other businesses. Uh, so, and this is something, you know, it took me a while to realize that what really matters is execution. And I'm not saying that having a good idea isn't, isn't a good thing. It's great to have a good idea, but uh, it's completely useless to have a great idea without good execution. And if you have good execution, it doesn't matter whether your idea is brilliant or not. So that's one of the first things where, you know, I was kind of spending a lot of time focusing on the wrong thing. And that's time I could have, I could have saved. That's certainly an early mistake I made. Um, and after that, I think, you know, <laughs> I've done a lot of things wrong. But I think that's also just part of the process because, uh, you know, I don't have any formal education. I don't have any like business education or anything, which means that like I had to make my own education, which basically means trying things and, and failing at them. So, you know, I was involved in an e-commerce business, for example, for two years where I was like, I was tied into a contract that didn't really give me a lot of control and it was just. I was basically in a horrible situation for about two years because of this. But do I regret that? No, because, you know, I, I learned a lot during that period. I learned a lot about what not to do. I learned a lot about why I needed to have more control over a business if I was going to be successful at it and so on. So, you know, that's a price I paid was like two years of pain to to learn something. So, yeah, I've made I've made tons of mistakes. I could go on and on about that, but yeah. I think... Uh, the important thing is that, you know, I've uh, I've always managed to kind of learn from it and then do better next time. Yeah, I wasn't trying to start with a downer, really, Shane, but we do, <laughs> yeah. we do tend to learn more from our mistakes on reflection sure, at the time. Yeah. At the time, we don't particularly like the process, um, but we do tend to learn more from them. So uh, execution, you utilize that term about three times. Can you be a little bit more specific um, about what you mean by execution? Well, you know, in, in very simple terms, it's just actually doing the work, right? So, um, you know, that could be, that, that's even for, let's say, um, let's say you want to start a blog, right? This is like a, a low barrier of entry business model that, that attracts a lot of people. And uh, for, for a blog, you know, again, to, to use the same kind of idea versus execution example, I mean, even if you have an idea for, for a great topic to base your blog around, even if you have a lot of great things to say, and even if there is a real market for, for what you're talking about, what matters much more than that is execution, which in blogging would be, first of all, you know, creating content, creating content on a regular basis, publishing that content, and doing some work to promote that content connecting with influencers in your market, for example, uh, you know, maybe guest posting, maybe doing some, it could even be doing some like PR stunt type thing to try and get media coverage. But just like the actual, the actual work 
Um, that's what matters, right? And and actually, we had um, one of my friends um, who is uh, who builds authority sites. Uh, he's called Gale, and he runs Authority Hacker, which is a very cool blog, by the way. Um, he has a has a great example of this, where he has a very successful uh, site in the health niche, which gets you know like ungodly amounts of traffic and is very successful financially. But he, they were publishing, he and his partner have this site and they were publishing daily posts for several months with basically no one paying attention and no one caring. And that's, you know, before they started getting a bit of traction and before they started, this all started snowballing. And that's where most people fail, right? They have a great idea. Oh, yeah, I'll build this health website and they publish three posts and then they see, oh, nothing's happening and then they stop. So basically, I guess another word for it would be work ethic, right? You have to have this work ethic to get the actual work done. Yeah, I think that it's a difficult one because, you know, it's a contradiction in especially the startup community because I'm, I'm a, a kind of quasar web developer, but also got my own startup shine. Um, and What's like, a quasar web developer? Well, I'm, I'm very English, so um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a front end developer. So I, I mix with these real hardcore PHP developers, Shane, and they're yeah. you know so. Um, yeah, I suppose that's my problem. Um, so, so, uh, so, Shane, what, how would you qualify yourself? Are you the developer or programmer? Then I'll, I'll stop no. interrupting. Um, no, I'm the, I'm the marketing person, and I think most importantly, actually, the strategy person. I think that's yeah. where I bring the most value to the business is, is the strategy. Yeah, I want to ask you about this. So, you've moved your um, business into the WordPress sector and you started with themes and then you've got this um you've gone into plugins and i'm utilizing a couple of your products and i've been very impressed with them and you know you've got um your thrives um kind of lead pages kind of plugin competitor would you yeah, say like that, that. Uh, yeah it's you could say that yeah yeah and i've used it for my startup some nice. and I've been very impressed with it. Um, so, do you have a techno? Why did you enter the WordPress area? And have you got a technical partner, or have you just got yes. developers that would just work for you? Yes. So, I've got a technical partner who's uh, he's Paul McCarthy, who's been working with me for a few years, and he's he's a developer, and he's now basically head of development at our company. Uh, and we also have uh, essentially a hiring partner, so someone who takes care of, of um, you know, the hiring process, finding people that work for us. Um, and, and we've got a whole bunch of developers and support staff and so on. And um, yeah, so what was the other question? Yeah, you, 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 you have moved into the WordPress. Ah, why WordPress? Uh, was there a business logic? And, um, yeah. There was obviously business logic there. What attracted you to the area and why do you stay in the area? Yeah, so, um, well, there are, there are two reasons why we moved into WordPress. And the first is that, that I was myself and still am a WordPress user. So all of my websites were based on WordPress. And uh, from from the user perspective, I started seeing a need 
that that I, I couldn't see fulfilled. So for various products that I created and released, I was always building websites that I would call marketing websites, right? So a website that usually consists of a sales page and then probably multiple landing pages. So that might be landing pages for, you know, special offers or landing pages for specific affiliates or landing pages that demonstrate a specific feature or something like that. But all these pages have essentially a conversion purpose, right? The idea is that people come to this page, you give them content that that demonstrates the value of your product, that convinces them to purchase and to get them to purchase a product. And then maybe there's also be some blog posts and stuff like that. But but very, you know, very specifically, like think of a website that is entirely built for the purpose of selling a product. And I was very frustrated with trying to find a theme, a WordPress theme that would let me do this in an effective way. So there were a couple of like marketing themes or marketing plugins, but they mostly created kind of crappy looking or low quality looking sales pages that I didn't want, I didn't want my product to have this kind of, you know, big red headline, long single column sales page type appearance. And so I wasn't happy with those solutions. And then of course there are like thousands upon thousands of WordPress themes and premium themes and so on. And there I often just found that, you know, I would have to, my typical process would be that I would look through, like for hours I'd look at themes to find one that I thought might be suitable, then I'd buy it. I'd install it and I'd find out that, oh my God, this is actually not as good as it looked. And then I'd spend hours and hours customizing it or I'd just go, oh, this is rubbish and buy another one. So usually it'd take me like, I'd buy, I'd end up buying about four or five themes before I find one that I can spend half a day customizing to get it into a state where it actually does what I needed to do. And I was, so that's, you know, from that I had this idea, well, I can't be the only one who tries to build websites that are made for conversions rather than, you know, there's all this like, I don't need like a portfolio website to, I don't know, show fancy graphics with sliders. I don't like, no, that's, that's not going to help me at all. That's not going to help my business at all. What I need is a, a, a theme that helps me sell my products and, and perhaps also helps me build my list. Yeah, right? You're looking, you were looking at two kind of extremes. You were looking at these really, one column rather you know iffy looking you know yeah. they kind of ooze you know we you know join us and we've got a scheme that you can make a million dollars mm, and then you've exactly. got these really art really arty graphic design kind of sites that yeah have their place but you're mm. you're testing a product so you want rapid development cycles Would yeah that be fair? Um, yeah exactly what, 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 because obviously, um, Copyblogger had a product in this called Promise, I think it was. Uh, premise, and, yeah. Yeah, Premise, sorry. And they dropped it, you know, and then you, you got, was it the, was it also the success of lead pages that influenced you into entering this? No, we were, we were working on this before lead pages really, uh, took off. I don't even, yeah, I think by the time lead pages, I think we started before lead pages, you know, either, I think before I even knew about lead pages, we were already working on this, but I'm not, not entirely sure about the timelines, but that wasn't originally the idea. The, the idea was just originally, yeah, I, w I wanted to 
I mean, I had this this need myself, as I said, and then I did some market research and I could see that, you know, it's definitely a very healthy and 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 probably growing market. So, you know, to us, it looked like a business opportunity there. And another thing, you know, you mentioned premise, which another thing that happens to me quite often is that I will look for a solution for my own business. And then I will become obsessed with it and I will buy everything I can find and test everything. And I will then, because I've already done all this work, I will write a review, like a comparison review or a roundup review on my site. And this has happened, you know, this happened with the, with the themes. It also happened with visual editors. So I wanted to find a way to, to kind of have a better way to build my sales pages and layouts. And I tested every visual editor I could find. And I was like, well, you know, none of them are really great, but here's one that's okay. And then um, actually in the comments, people started saying, well, you should build one of your own, right? You, yeah. you, you know, you do software, right? You don't like any of these. Why don't you build one of your own? So we went, okay, I guess. And, um, and because I'd, you know, I originally started trying to find a solution that I could use, but I wasn't happy with any of them. And because I'd looked at all these different products and I tried to, you know, I'd gone quite deep into it, I had a pretty good idea of how we could build something better. And so out of this original need and then review and then feedback from my audience arose a product that is now Thrive Content Builder. Um, and so, yeah, that's, and it was similar with, with, uh, with the themes, right? I was, uh, I have like this huge roundup review where I compare optimized press and premise and so on and so forth. And again, I wasn't really happy with any of these solutions. And so I ended up building something myself. Well, uh, and I think you and your team should be really happy what you've done because I actually think it's a very good product. Um, how long did the whole process from um, the decision to move forward with um, that to a you know a, a product which you were actually selling to the general public? How long did it take, Shane? Um, with Thrive Content Builder, I think it took. That was one of the longer ones. I think it took about three about three months. From the, from the moment where we said, okay, let's do this, to the moment where we opened the shopping cart about three months. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, um. it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, for us, it's actually fairly long. That's actually uh, it's, it's one of the long. And for the themes, it was even longer. It was about half a year there. Uh, but for us, it's actually fairly long because that's one of the things I, I kind of specialize in is, um, you know, is rapid implementation, is getting stuff done quickly. Um, and getting something to market quickly, right? What's the trick to doing that? Getting it to market well, quickly. Uh, uh, well, there, I think there are, there are two main components. The first is to really uh, dare to make something minimal to begin with. Yep. Right. To, Min to minimally viable. To, yeah, exactly. So and this is another thing that I see so many entrepreneurs make this mistake. You know, they want to build this, the ultimate huge, perfect thing. Right. And, it just doesn't work. And, and also, you know, for me, it's like, uh, I'm also very perfectionistic. So this is, this was a struggle for me, but if I, if I wanted to follow my perfectionistic instincts, so to speak, uh, I would still not have released Thrive Content Builder or any of our themes because there are always things that I'm not happy with yet. Right. It's like, I have the typical, you know, like let's say the artist problem, right? The artist who's never happy with their own work. And I think anyone who does anything creative knows this feeling, you know, where whatever you've written a blog post or you've made a design or whatever it is, and you're, you're not happy with it. <laughs> you're just never quite happy with it. 
but you have to get over that and you have to we ha you have to you know dare to release something so that's one part and the other is again just extreme work ethic i mean this is something that i've i have and this is the reason paul is my business partner is because he he also has this because we both have this drive and and the work ethic to just put in insane hours for very very long periods of time so we will just literally mm -hmm. um lock ourselves into our offices you know for months at a time and just work all day to get something done and this is something that i'm trying to i'm trying to wean myself off of that i'm trying to have more of a life these days because i've gotten so used to just having this you know this crazy nose the grindstone do the work kind of thing and at this point in my business it's not very useful anymore it's, it's a, this is a fantastic skill to have for startups okay it's a fantastic skill to have for the solopreneur if you have this work ethic and you know that you can just outwork everyone else right it's also great you know for freelancers if you want to make a name for yourself just it's it's not even that hard right most people have horrible work ethic so you can you can really gain traction and you can really just you know leave the crowd behind by just having this this tenacity to just grind it out beyond anything anyone else wants to do um it's an incredibly valuable skill for early stage startups and for solopreneurs but I've gotten to a point in my business where that doesn't really matter anymore because wow. the, the amount of work I contribute to the company compared to the other 15 people who work at the company is just, it's not going to make that big of a difference. So whether I, you know, whether I cut into my sleep and whether I, I cut out my social life to add some more hours of work doesn't really make that much of a difference well, anymore. Well, so I have to switch gears. Well, at my age, I just nap a lot, Shane. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, Jonathan, um, you're always on a date. I'm calling you. I'm on, I'm on a date. Like oh, he's well. the hot guy down in uh, Carson City. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> good for you. Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got two quick fish questions, and then we can wrap up, Shane. Um, right. um, the first one, um, do you think you've had any problems being based in Europe rather than being based in um, North America about – um, getting traction in the WordPress community. Do you think it would have in any shape or form been beneficial based in America? Um, not that I've noticed. I mean, certainly one of the things is that there's many you know, conventions and meetups and things that are happening in North America that are that I'm not taking part in because it's a bit far. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it, I don't think it's slowed down our business uh, in any noticeable way. I mean, we've, we've done very well and we have a large a crowd of buyers from North America. So I don't think this has been a problem at all. Yeah. And um, final question, I've got your email. So you've got a new product coming out, haven't you? Maybe you can quickly um, tell us about that and um, what its purpose is and what your hopes are with it. Yeah, okay. So the product we're working on right now is called Thrive Leads and it will be our new lead generation plugin. So we already have one called Hybrid Connect that we're discontinuing Oh, I'll use it, Shane. Yes, and even though even though Hybrid Connect is it's still a pretty good plugin, uh, it's getting a bit dated, and it's one of those things you know where we look at it now and we say we could do so much better, and so Thrive Leads is what we're going to do to prove that we can do so much better, and Thrive Leads is basically just going to be the only plugin you need to to build a mailing list from your WordPress website. So the first thing we're focusing on is 
is giving you uh, a lot of templates and a lot of design options to create every kind of lead generation element for your website. So whether that's, you know, an in-content opt-in form or an opt-in form at the bottom of your posts or uh, a light box that appears on mouse exit or a light box that appears after a certain amount of time or a light box that appears when you scroll to the bottom of the content or a slide in box or a ribbon at the top or bottom of the screen, whatever you can think of that you could use to build your mailing list is going to be available as a, an opt-in form in Thrive Leads. So basically you don't have to have like multiple different plugins, um, you know, for these different list building options, you just use the one. And then the other thing, which is really important, what we're focusing on is split testing. So um, this is going to be the first plugin that allows you, that, that basically gives you every split testing option you can think of. So not only can you test different, let's say opt-in form designs against each other, you can also test different types of forms and different triggers against each other. So if you want to find out this is something I see a lot of speculation and very little data about, for example, people speculate, is it better, you know, should I, should I show a light box right away when a page loads or should I show it after 10 seconds or after three seconds? Well, now you can just test that, right? So you can test these different triggers against each other and just find out what works better. So those are the first two things we're, we're focusing on. And then we have a roadmap of, of other stuff we're going to do. And it's basically going to be an absolutely mind blowing plugin. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to releasing it. Yeah, I um when when I when I read the thing I thought myself it's a you know it, there is a competitive sector but I do understand why you're entering it because it's yeah. very similar to your other areas um there's a lot of players there because um my my co-host was asking for my advice about this and I said that you know you need to go and look we had a previous guest facts uh, fact tables yeah, that's me uh, I mean, he does something for uh, Mailchimp, but there's a lot of plays in it, but none of them, none of them are that great. Um, so I think you've chosen another good target for your. We've end. got we've got to wrap it up in the next couple yeah. of minutes, but then we'll go into timelines of success, yeah. episode ninety one. Uh, <laughs> you can catch up on more of the personal side of Shane yeah. and how he's evolved with his business. But I do have one tech question. Uh, Jonathan, okay. you know, I'm I'm working on a product right now. Basically, it's a service more than a product. Is we build the framework for or the shell, not the framework, and set up the website for local politicians, smaller active politicians, city councilmen, school boards, even state assembly and senate. And they don't have a lot of money, so we have to teach them to get their their website up fast, put these things in effect, then learn how to manage it with a volunteer. So. Would your product be good for that politician who's trying to get volunteers, names, people, maybe send out a, an, a platform to them? Yeah, I mean, if that's, especially I think if, you, if you're talking about, you know, finding having an easier way to manage the website and the content and so on, that's one of our, our visual content builder is, is good for that because uh, the most editors are for WordPress, if you'd like to use the default WordPress editor, it's quite limited and it's there's a certain level of, of abstraction to it. And our content builder plugin basically gives you the ability to edit your content from the front end right. of the website. So there's no guesswork about, you know, how what's this going to look like is because you're editing the page as it actually looks to a visitor. And I think that's something that can help people where, you know, you, you don't need as much technical know-how uh, to be able to edit a, a website on the front end as you do to edit it on the back end. Right. So I think for that, 
uh, that's definitely something that can help. And then, of course, lead generation, I guess, for politicians is lead generation is, is a thing. So that's a strong focus of, of what we do is to just give people the tools they need to gather leads. Very good. Very good. And we'll go in more detail on timelines on that issue. Jonathan, oh, it's all yours to finish up. And oh, fine. Thanks, Shay. Oh, my goodness. We cut off the last part of the show. Well, anyway, Jonathan's going to say all these nice things about Sean. Well, we thank Sean for coming on. We thank you for listening in to WP Tonic. Go ahead and shoot on over to Timelines of Success. The day at, A day or two after this is posted, we'll have uh, episode 91, which is Sean's timeline. Again, thanks for tuning in.